Welcome to the Everything Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Chris Ferns, and I am so glad you're listening with uh, to the podcast today. It's a very special one. I have the privilege of sitting down with my two grown uh, adult children, uh, Taylor, or Chris Taylor Burns, and Billy Danielle, and they... Uh, talked with me about being creatives uh in this in the church world and how they are able to take that and and, sh- and share the gospel with uh with with the world and so it was very interesting uh and enjoyable uh time with them uh taylor or like i said as is known to his friends as chris uh is a media director at uh, oak park church in mobile alabama and he is doing some phenomenal, awesome, great things down there. Uh, Danielle, she or Billy, as she is known to her friends, um, she is the uh, administrative assistant to the youth department at the for the Alabama Church of God in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and she is uh, uh, on staff with Parkwood uh, Church of God there in the Hoover area, which is right there in the Birmingham area, and they are just doing some great things for for God and uh, for the church world, and uh, they they bring a, a different perspective on both sides of of this of being a creative and how to use social media and uh, the different tools that are available uh, to to the church to share the gospel, and so I hope you enjoy it. How do you define a modern day creative. I don't know. If you want to center it around the word creative, if you want to take modern day away and just what a creative is, you there are two I feel like all week we, we we've been talking about school of thought. There really are with this two school of thoughts. I break it up into um secular or mainstream as one side and then you have like churchy spiritual whatever because even though they operate towards the same goal their methods and their philosophies to do it are different but yet the same that's and I'll, I'll break it down but like if you think of so the right side Sorry, I don't say right side because that sounds like political. But if you think of one side as the whole churchy slash spiritual aspect, your goal as a creative in any sense of the word, or my goal, let me put it that way, and my goal in any sense of the word is how am I going to effectively and efficiently share the gospel? Okay, break it down even further is effectively and efficiently being what graphic, what video, what podcast, what intro, what outro, what turn of a dial on a sound console, what button I'm going to push on a video switcher. How is that greater than what I am, greater than what I'm doing? Because I can I can push a button all day long. I can slide a fader. I can edit the video. I can type a graphic all day long. But when you realize and you break down that we are, what we're doing is so much greater than what we're doing. Like, there are people 
if you want to break, if you want to take it to COVID, there are people who haven't been, who haven't stepped foot in a church in 18, 20 months, 22 months, whatever. Almost 24. Almost two years. In March, it'll be two years I haven't stepped foot in a church. Partially because they were scared or they've just grown out of it or whatever. But I want to, I want them to know that they're loved, right? But also why they're loved and how they're loved and this and this and that. So I'm thinking every time I sit down to edit a video or edit the graphic or whatever, that this is so much greater than I am. So whatever I'm doing, I'm trying to, like I said, effectively and efficiently share the gospel. If that's a cut here, if that's a cut there, if that's a, 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 a fade or an intro or an outro or whatever, I'm trying to make the gospel as simple as I can through that creative aspect. Does that make sense? Like I, 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 if I watch a video and it's like super deep theology and, and the, the video itself is like super complex out of together, my mind is, is going everywhere. Like I'm trying to figure out oh, how they do that or what are they talking about or this or this or that. And it gets, the message gets lost. Does that make sense? So, so what you're saying is, Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. What you're saying is that <clears throat> is that you've got to be able to say what is what is the best way to communicate without distracting. Yes. And that that goes beyond beyond a computer. That goes into you can take take it as far as like a Sunday morning experience, like making it as smooth as possible. There's no dead time. You flow, you flow, you flow. You allow room for the spirit to move, whatever. If there's a distraction on stage, if there's a light flickering, if there's a light out, if there's um, the wrong lyrics on the screen, if it's the wrong background or whatever, like there are so many moving parts that go into a distractionless Distractionless, distractionless experience, as, or Sunday morning service. I say experience because somebody in the crowd is experiencing it for the first time, um, whether or not you know it or not. It could be a baby, it could be a whatever. Um, it also sounds pretty cool, a Sunday morning experience. Um, so, D- Danielle, what do you think? I think I don't know. It's more so. A creative in general is getting your work and your art and your talents out there. And that goes for both the spiritual Christian creative and a secular creative. Because as a secular creative, you're not going for the distraction free. You're going for how can... I get my name or my artist's name out there. Your brand. Yeah, your brand out there. And how can I get that in front of people and keep their attention long enough for them to be like, hmm, I want that. Or, hmm, that's pretty cool. So I think it's just getting that out there. And that comes into all of the creatives that are focused towards like tech and all of it 
focus to, towards music, artist, artisan. You use the word brand, and I really like that because even though, even like specifically for our circumstances, like a church in the church world, like you still have a brand. Like, I mean, I've, I'm wearing it on my sweater right now. Like, that's that's the brand. And while we're not promoting the brand, we uh, by association, we still are promoting the brand. People are going to come home and be like, oh, wow, church at Oak Park or church at Parkwood or church at Elevation or church at Blank was really great today. They're saying it, but that's still the brand that they're promoting. Where do you go to church at? Oh, I go here. I go to so-and-so. I go to First Town Methodist or whatever. It's like they're still promoting the brand. And so I think you're using the word brand is really good. Okay, so what about these ones that say the gospel should the gospel should be enough and that you don't need all these other elements that creatives bring. I'll respond with, yes, the gospel is enough. 100%. Like there's no doubt about it. The gospel is enough, but at the same time, and I will die on this hill and take it to my grave. I don't care. As much as we don't want to talk about like, new generations evolving or whatever and that's the word it 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 is like generations are number one are are i say our but we're i mean we're millennials but our attention spans are dwindling a hundred percent it's it's astounding how people of what's 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 grandpa's generation generation your grandpa would be the boomers. The boomer. Yep. And you would be... Generation X. Okay. And then we're millennials. Yeah. So, from boomers all the way down to... What's this new generation? Y? Z? Alpha? Alpha. Alpha. From boomers to alpha, that's like what? 60, 70, 80 years? The time... The Do the math. We know math is your strong I'm suit. not doing the math. <laughs> I'm not doing the math. But the the attention span of a boomer is substantially longer than the attention span of an, of an alpha. Do you, why do Beca- you think that is? Uh, technology, 100%. We've become stupid. We, we have. This is the, from generation... What's the one after us? Not alpha. Uh, uh, Z. Zs and alpha have grown up on technology. They have. This is the most illiterate generations. Illiterate or... Uh, illiterate means you cannot, like... You cannot read. Yes. So or write. What's, what's right? Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Like, like well, I don't think they're totally illiterate. I don't think they're illiterate. I think they have not been taught to pay attention. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm about to start working with middle schoolers, and I'm trying to figure out how I can effective shared the gospel with them while maintaining their their attention. I mean, I only have 15 minutes at most with these kids yep. to be able to say, all right, here's Jesus. He loves you. 15 minutes? That's going to be a long time. Yeah. I'm with the, How I, can we... I think you're going to have... You're going to have to change every three to five minutes well, at most, it's something. I'd say something, like 15 minutes in general. She's got like a time slot at 15 like, minutes. Like you've got, you got. So I'm saying in that 15 minutes, you got to change topics or change right. things. Right. Three. No, she's saying that she only times. has a 15 minute time slot to do yeah. her. 
her that, thing. I mean, right, that's what I'm saying. Total, oh, okay. like I there's. And, you, and, in, there. and in that, you're going to have right. to change three right. to five times right. ha- um, the amount of things that you're going to have. And so, so, but back to what I was saying is <laughs> alright, you know, like I was saying. Interruption by the mother. We have become so, and I, I hate, this makes you sound very like hypocritical, but it's just the way that my brain works. Like we rely so much on technology. Like Sunday, for instance, my pastor made a comment and said, turn with me to such such and such in whatever. And he said, uh, I didn't get them to, I didn't get the scriptures to them in time. So it won't be up on the screens, but if you have your Bibles, turn with me to such and such. And he said, "It's sometimes it's really good to bring your Bibles." And I was like, "Oh crap! I don't, I don't think I've ever brought my Bible to church, as like working here because like I just it's on my phone and it's just ease of access." But I think, like you just said, the whole changing up every three to five minutes—that's why. Um, I don't think we do it intentionally. It's like talking like me specifically, but like when we change songs, we change a background, right? Because it's it's changing the scenery up a little bit, so people can like bring in their like they can refocus their minds and say, "Oh, this is what." And I don't think they do that intentionally. Just the mind begins to wander. I mean, you can't tell me that you haven't sit in a sermon or sit in a lecture or whatever. And after about five minutes, you're like, "Oh, I'm kind of hungry," or I wonder I what I want. Exactly, so. I wonder what so and so is. I do that just sitting at my desk in my office. Oh, I'm kind of hungry. I wonder what so and so is doing. So we're trying to. So that's that's what I'm saying is like. Well, you know where that comes from, though. You think about this. This is where it comes from. A TV show, a 30 minute TV show. Whenever we're editing TV shows for sermon mm-hmm. TV shows or church ministry TV shows mm-hmm. to go or to go on TV. We ask this question, is it a 28.30 or 29.30 or 27.30? That's 27 minutes and 30 seconds. To, to be broken up for commercials. Well, yeah, because you got commercials at the front and the back. Mm-hmm. Usually because when you buy that clo- that's, that block of time, you're buying for the thir- full 30 minutes, but the station puts a commercial at the front mm-hmm. and the back. So is it 27.30, 28.30, 29.30? Now, you got to think about this. Sitcoms are 30 minutes long, 30 minute long. And they have three commercial breaks in there for four minutes. Mm-hmm. So do the math. 30 minus 12 is what? 18 minutes, right? Yes. Every six minutes. There's a commercial break. There's a commercial break. So and it's we're, always at the most inconvenient time. Exactly. Too. And so we're, we're, we're programmed. Every five, six, seven minutes to. To get, change. Yes. And so whenever, but it is possible to have the attention span longer than six minutes. But you have to train yourself to do that. Well, you got to think about it, though. It's football. Football, there's not a commercial every five to seven minutes. Yeah. There's, you know, every 10, 12 minutes. So it is is possible. So it kind of goes back. But with, so, so creatives are important. In a, in a church service, yeah, um, or any type of event, you know, uh, because the song the songs are how long? Usually three to five minutes. Three to five minutes. The, because longer people just kind of 
it's got to be a really good song, like Freebird. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a really good you song. You know, Freebird's going to Freebird people going to sit there through Freebird, aren't they? They may even sit there th- twice through it because it's that good of a song. Yeah. But the new the new Taylor Swift song that's what ten minutes long. Oh. I will gladly sit through that. Will you? I will. That's gladly. what I'm. I haven't heard it, so I, I don't know. know. I probably T Swift's not my favorite, so I don't listen to her. Um, you have you 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 job. have to you she's have good to at tra- her job. <laughs> you have to train yourself. Like it's it's I mean, pastor preaches for 40, 45, sometimes fifty minutes, and I I have to sit there. I said sorry, I get to sit there for the entire time. <laughs> I'm trying. That's another thing I'm trying to work on. I I I sit there for the entire time, but I find myself like looking back up at the stage display. Like oh, there's a time, there's a clock on it, or I'll look at my phone or. I'll think about oh so and so needs to be doing this or this and this and this. So like, you 100% have to train yourself. But I think that also goes into you focus on what you want to focus on. Like you, if you want to be in that in that sermon, you're going to focus on that sermon. If you want to watch that movie, you're going to fo- like tomorrow we're going to go watch the new Spider Man. It's two and a half hours long. Like I don't, so, I don't know if I can sit through that. That's what like I'm so ready for it, and I'm, so I'm I'm gonna be focused the entire t- almost even like hyper focused the entire time trying to analyze this two and a half hour movie. You focus on a TV show for forty five minutes, whatever. If it's Netflix or whatever, so you focus on what you want to focus on, and you pay attention to what you want to pay attention on. You you mentioned something. You just mentioned something. Netflix. You know, with streaming services. All right, so unless you are, are like your, your parents and not pay for Hulu, you really don't have commercials in anything anymore. No. Oh. Even, even The Office, you I know, yeah, that's your favorite, Taylor. Uh, you know, you don't have these commercials. In fact, they're not even, if they're making a series for streaming, yeah. they're not even putting the commercial break, nope. the, the fade to black, so if they it, can... If it says an hour, it is... is Hour. Zero zero to an hour. Yeah, exactly. And so, so I think the attention span can be oh, and yeah. sh- can be changed, and I think it is going to be changed. But there's got to be something. They're not people. That was you. I know people. People are not just gonna sit through uh, something boring. Yeah. And so that's where the creatives have got to come in. Okay, so. So let's think about this though. We we have we I think we've established that having creatives, being creative is is valuable to a church service. Okay. So Taylor, you 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 are on staff at a church. Um you guys are running about how many? Um pre-covid we were running I ain't worried about pre-covid. Where are you at right now? I think we're like between that 6 and 650, maybe 700 on a good day. Maybe, I don't really know. All right, Danielle, you work for uh, Alabama State Church of God in their youth department. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you are also on part-time staff or volunteer staff at Parkwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and about how many of you guys are running there? Oh, gosh. Uh, 60. Okay. But, but you see, with your job, you see a lot of... Right pastors and youth pastors and associate pastors and you deal with all kind of size churches right so here here's the question these churches that are running three four 
500, 600,000, you know, uh, 2,000, which I think they've just changed the definition of a megachurch from 2,000 down to 1,000. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to get more churches in the megachurch status because he, and, and they've changed a bunch of numbers and groupings of churches because the statistics for the last few years has been this, that 85% of churches are under 100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like 90% of those churches that are under 100 are under 50. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the church growth people, and I mean, I've been a student of them. Um, I, I, I have no problem with them. You know, are trying to redefine the categories, maybe, maybe to help, I don't know. But if you've got 85% of your churches under 100, they don't have the staff, they don't have the um, people, the resources to accomplish all all of this stuff. You know, Taylor, you, you talked about changing the background graphic every for every song or uh, stuff like that. You know, how do you accomplish that? Because there's no way that a church that is running 50 can compete with a church that's even running yeah. 200 or 500 or 1,000, much less Free Chapel or Elevation or Bethel or, you know, you name it, you know, and those are the guys that are out there now that are doing, and they're doing some phenomenal stuff. So how talk to those ones that are in those churches that are saying, you know what, that's great and wonderful to have a creative and to have a creative department or a media department, but, you know, how, how do I how do I accomplish how do I gr- grasp their attention? Um, I first want to say that you're doing a great job. Uh, we've are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure. Yeah, because we just went through something that nobody nobody's been through. Right, we had to kind of not reinvent the wheel, but we had to do it differently. I mean, well, no, we we had to we had to we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. We had to we had to invent the wheel. No, we had to um, change to the wheel. Yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah. So first of all, you're doing a great job um, with whatever you're doing, and I, you know comparison is the thief of joy a hundred percent so if i if you try to compare yourself to bethel and to elevation and whatever whoever else um you're only going to get sad you're only going to get defeat you're only going to feel defeated um secondly there are there are um so many free resources out there um that can help um as far as video editing uh i mean your iphone's probably got a bit your your iphone's camera is probably better than anything you can buy for a relatively cheap price you know sub $500 and you're still spending what $1200 on an iphone <laughs> so 
but from editing softwares to graphic makers to uh, uh, stock photos, to stock videos, there are plenty of resources, free resources that you could do it and do it well uh, and be up to that caliper of a mega church, whatever. Um, it's just putting in the time and the effort. And and, okay. and that comes with anything, though. If you've got a, a million-dollar facility or if you've got a $10 facility, you still going to have to put in the same amount of – it may not look the same, but you still have to put in the same amount of time and effort. Um, okay, so – so a typical small church pastor <clears throat> has to uh, do it all. Do it all. Yeah. All right. So he or she has to decide what's more important. Mm-hmm. Because you have to say, you have to. There's no way, there's not enough time. There's only 168 hours in yeah. a week. Yeah. And 56 of those are should be for sleeping. Yeah. And about should be, um, yeah. So there's there's a three lot. Time, three, uh, Twenty-one of those should be for eating. Yeah. So you're there's, looking at right half the time you're eating and sleeping. So um, and resting. I don't know. The, the biggest thing that I've found is making a schedule and like sticking to it. And you don't have to devote. Five, six, seven, ten, and twelve hours to this. It's as simple as I mean, um, like Canva is free. They have a pro option, but Canva is free. Takes you ten minutes. Once you learn how to, oh, I, this is how you added added this or add a, a text or whatever. It takes 10, 15, 30 minutes at the max if you want to do like something super intricate and detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it. I, for me, it, this kind of goes back to the whole focus thing. You're going to give your attention to what you want to give your attention to. And first and foremost, you being a, you being a pastor, a small church, or of any of any level, your one of your main focuses is, you know, studying, prayer, you know, flo- uh, being the shepherd of your flock. Oh, I get that. So those being those being implied, um it does is it it really doesn't take a lot of time and and I spend a lot of time doing things because that's my job I am paid to sit at a computer and design and do whatever right but 9 out of 10 of the small churches you will have that dual income they're not just a pastor right they also they're, are a school teacher they're or they're a bus driver they're a yeah you name it they're doing it so they're if they bivocational can, right well bivocational do it what same difference. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm, I'm saying. What is. I'm saying is they won't have that even 30 minutes a day to sit down most days just because they have the families. They have to study. They have yeah. to do all the things. But there is options. Like you said, 10 minutes a day could easily get them good social media posts or and get them slides for the for Sunday or, I mean, so, flyers. So where do you start? Where's your first step? Social media? Do you, because here's the thing. I mean, you really got several pieces of this. You've got yeah. social media. Then you've got the, as as Taylor likes to use, the worship experience, the Sunday morning experience, um, or you know, the rest of us would call it a service. Yeah. You know? 
So, but, but you know, I mean, uh, you know, because that that's two different audiences, really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and then you've got guys out there that I mean, I I, I like. I like the way he does things. I like the way he's doing a few things. His name is Chris Abbott, and he's talking about it. And he's, you know, he's talking about promoting and marketing the church and everything, and starting with prayer and stuff. But there's still where where do you start? What's that first step? I mean, if you want to talk like logistically, um, my, it, no, it doesn't have to be logistically. Right. But my my first here, my first my hold on. Here, here's the question. Really, let me let me rephrase the question so that it's what we're doing is is we've got you've got a you've got a pastor calls you, either one of you, and says, "Hey, we have nothing. Yeah. We have seven people in our church." Yeah. And I, I am the youngest, and I am sixty years old. And I know I've got to, We've got to do something. What's the first thing you're going to tell him or her to do? Because they know to pray. They know that right. they've got to get out. They know they've got to kind of get their word out. But what is that first thing you're going to tell them to do? For me, it's going to be social media. Um, my my pastor says all the time that. You know, social media and live streaming is the person's a person's first look at your church. Um, before I, I, it's been a while since I've visited a church, but if I I follow a bunch of like church social media accounts um, on Instagram and Facebook to number one get inspiration, but that's beside the point. But I want to see what they're doing. Um, and one person that's one account that's really doing it really well. Um, Lakewood Church out in Texas, Joel Osteen's church. I don't agree with Joel Osteen, but their social media is phenomenal. Um, Elevation also does a really good job. But social media and live streaming, for me, are going to be the, the, the biggest thing by far. Um, because, you know, one philosophy that I take or try to do is that people... As, it sounds very like narcissistic, but people love to see themselves on social media. If I post a graphic that just has a bunch of words on it versus a, somebody's kid and the bu- a bunch of words on it, it's going to get 10 times the amount of reactions and comments and shares because it's somebody's cute kid. Um, well, it's not only the cute kid, but uh, the algorithms look right. for those pictures of faces. They look faces. for faces. Right. And so, so, but yeah, so I'm I'm gonna tell that church pastor or that church leader that for me it, it's almost kind of like a ripple effect. You you put you put some time and effort into social media and live streaming. Somebody comes by and says, "Oh, I really like this church. I want to come visit that Sunday." They start coming. You don't know that that person could be a social media analyst, or they could be a they could be proficient in some sort of media or technology. Then you then you've begun your own creative department. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push social media live streaming, and again those free resources. Um, but that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say my my first step, and it doesn't have to be Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. It can just be Facebook. 
and you know you can stream to Facebook from your phone um, with a couple of devices and gadgets and stuff that do not cost a lot of money. You don't even have to have any gadgets. I mean, the right. audio is not going to be the best, but you right. Still so be. you can, and that's free. All right. There's no pro account to Facebook. Like that's that's free. You set up, you you click a title, and you're done. Um. But yeah, social media and live streaming are a guest's or a visitor's first footstep in the door, and you know there that. You know, a website goes along with that. Um, Danielle, what do you think? What's your first step? Um, I would, yeah, I would say Facebook just because um, the amount of times I would have to walk through people at work um, of trying to find something or some, like a specific church. Because, I mean, we have our database that we use to find churches. But as someone just off the, off the street calling, hey, I need to find this church, well, I'm going to call, I'm, I'm going to look online and type in the church name and the first thing will pop up. Yes. Is their website going to be there? Yes. But it's not going to be their number one. Their Facebook is going to be. Um, and if that's active, then, mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's not active, like we are currently our church has a Facebook. We don't live stream. We're in the process. There's a lot of things coming start of the new year. Um, that are coming we're i think we're going to start live streaming um but it's still a work in progress but getting that stuff out there getting the facebook out there for sure is probably your first step yeah and, and with with facebook and this one thing that through the whole covid thing that i've learned is facebook instagram twitter tiktok whatever social media reddit whatever is there's an algorithm to that and, you know, finding the time. And again, it's really just a Google search. You could search what's the best time to post on Facebook? What's the best time to post on yada, yada, yada. And there's going to be articles for days telling you what to post and where to post it and who to post and how to post it and that kind of thing. So really Google, Google and YouTube are your best friends. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that is most important though, and this is one, I mean, you guys grew up with, with, with me in the control room and me trying to get you guys to do all kind of crazy, crazy things, crazy things like remember kids news online, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we would have stuck with it. We would have, we would have, we, <laughs> we would have, because I mean, that's on, that's on Saturday morning TV now mm-hmm. yeah. and it's all, all kind of stuff. But, um, um, you guys have always grown up, grown up in, with that. I mean, you grew up at the at first at the TV station, you know, and you've you've been around this technology and stuff. And I'm glad you guys are finally into it uh, after years and years and your mother not begging you. Um, but well, when you're surrounded by something for long <laughs> enough. <laughs> but one of the things that that you guys know, and I think a lot of times we um, neglect, is engaging the audience um i I put it this way uh when we first started live streaming at uh life church uh international there in huntsville um one of the first things that i said was if we're going to do this we've got to have someone that is going to be talking in the chat window you know Mm -hmm. uh and that was on uh blog tv in 2006 how long is how long we've been doing we've been doing this but um we had back then 
ones that when we engaged them in conversation in the chat, um, would come back week after week after week after week after mm-hmm. week. We had ones in in Israel. And Blog TV was was um, based out of Israel, so we had a lot of people in Israel watching. But we also had some in um, uh, Africa and Egypt and uh, England and. Germany and I mean we just had places people all over and that's not including the ones that then then we had the ones in the states that were watching so what was happening though was we were engaging them in conversation welcoming welcoming them in um and and we we treated them just like we did a visitor coming into the physical building now back then that was a very foreign concept okay um, and I think today that a lot of the, with the amount of churches and organizations that are live streaming, I think it's still kind of a foreign concept to treat the ones that are watching online just like the ones that are in person in the physical building because they some of them don't have, you know, aren't able to get to the physical church yeah. or they, they have... Um, and we're not just talking, oh, they're just laying out, you know. They're wanting to, but they want to be a part of it. So how do you how do you engage those people in that live stream audience? So one thing that we did was uh well, there's there's a lot. Um but one thing, you know, we were online only for about six weeks during during COVID. And I keep referencing COVID because it was a it was a big deal in the church technology world. That's where a lot of churches realized the very much importance of live streaming, and they they bought all their stuff and they're still doing it, which is great. And so that's why I reference COVID. It was a it was a pinnacle fulcrum point of 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 turning, which is great. Um, but we were online only for about six, maybe seven weeks, and when we came back, we were doing three services on a Sunday, which was miserable everybody hated it <laughs> it was it was tiring um but we started this thing called virtual lobby um and the whole and and i i then began referencing our online people as our online campus because i mean we were our numbers obviously skyrocketed because everybody's at home they weren't doing anything on sundays um so we, I, I made a mental note to start calling it, and we still do. Is our online campus like we've got our, we've got our uh, a sign above our media room that says uh, "Quiet, please, online service happening" or something like that. I, don't, I forget what it says, something like that, referencing them as our online campus. And my whole goal with our live stream was to make sure that the people who are watching online in their pajamas with their coffee feel just as important, just as valued as people who are in the sanctuary. Because you've got a percentage of those people watching who are shut-ins, who are sick, who just can't be there. Like you just said, they're not, you know, whatever. I, um, I think those audiences get, um, that online audience gets a, a bad rap. Because oh, yeah. they think they, people, some people think, well, they're just laying out of church. Right. They're, they're really not. Yeah. They're, some of them are. And so we, so we started Virtual Lobby where it's literally... Uh, at the time, I think we had we had a couple who did it, and they were phenomenal in front of the camera. Um, we gave them a script with some bullet points that said, "Hey, here's some events that are happening. Um, 
you know, filled with banter, filled with just kind of to fill the dead space. But here's some events that are happening. You know, here's all of our links for our socials, our giving, blah, blah, blah. So it filled up a good 15 minutes of, of airtime. Um, but that's I feel like all it was. It was an online campus lobby, basically. And so we had we had two people who would do it, and then we had somebody who was had a computer, and they were chatting with people in whatever chat, whether it was YouTube or whatever. Um, and so that happened for the six, seven weeks. And then when we came back, I kind of, I wanted to keep the same thing because people didn't come back all the way and they still aren't there. So we set up in our, in our lobby, we set up a little, um, student, like a little, um, set set. And, um, we continue virtual lobby and we still do it today. Well, now we do it at the end of the service. Um, but we wanted it in the lobby for a couple of reasons. Um, one, that's our brightest part of our room. We didn't want to have to set up extra lights. Um, two, we wanted people to hear the lobby behind them. Um, they couldn't see the lobby, but they could hear them because they were wearing lapels and whatever. Um, but up until, you know, we still gave them the same thing. Here's bullet points of things that are happening. Uh, here's what pastor's going to preach about. Here's some of the songs you're going to sing. Um, just talk. Just banter with people, whatever. And that it worked really, really well. Um, and that's what we called it. We called it Virtual Lobby. And so that's how we engaged our online campus. Um, but there, that that's just one piece of that engagement, though. Because what I have seen in my many years of doing this is that the engagement happens even more mm-hmm. during the the service itself. Yeah. I, I like the on, the the virtual lobby idea and the the concept, but the um, being able to engage that person whenever they make a comment, yeah, you know, is is extremely important in the service. But there again, we went back to that ten thirty on Sunday morning, or you know, whatever time on Sunday morning is that the service but engagement happens throughout the week too mm-hmm. and so um I, I listened to a podcast the other day um uh, and i've got it and i'll put it in the show notes um that they talked about that the way people are attending church now and engaging in church is so much different that and that we've got to be willing to engage them on that level. Yeah, yeah. Because because what they were saying was that sometimes there'll be, you know, they may go to church, you know, actually in the building one Sunday morning and then the next Sunday they miss, but they've they're yeah. They they watched online and then the next Sunday they missed, they weren't in person, but they were in the uh the um Facebook post all week long and they were part of a small group and then the fourth Sunday they're back in the building but they and really they've had more engagement than someone that just comes and sits in the service yeah. on Sunday morning so one thing so how, how do you do that because because that engagement has to go through all week long yeah so over the past I'd say six months that's one thing I've really focused on um, is you know once you make a post and sometimes your posts are are going to be duds they're 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 informational posts about hey there's one service a Sunday or there's baptism, whatever. 
but a lot of posts that we're making, not a lot of, you know, I've got a schedule that, you know, on Sundays I post this, Mondays I post this, at this time, whatever. Um, but Friday, Fridays are usually my day to post something interactive. Um, like I think yesterday I posted, or maybe it was Thursday, I posted about, um, is all your Christmas shopping done? We had like 10 people something comment and say, oh, no, it's not. And, and like even Pastor David commented and said, what are you, what are you talking about? I, I, I don't start shopping until Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. Um, so getting in there and like um, just commenting on people and liking liking their comment and just and calling them by name from the church. So if somebody named I don't know Eloise or whatever comments, I'll say, "Hey Eloise, thank you know yeah. we love doing this, whatever." So calling people people by their name and you may not know them. There's a lot of people I don't know, um, but are you you know you can see their name whatever. Oh, I yeah. can. So just commenting, and if somebody, if I post like a scripture reference or whatever, they'll say, hey, when you, I need prayer or whatever. So I, as the church, it depends. If I know the person, I'll DM them. Or if, but if it's I don't know them, I'll DM them as the church and say, hey, we're praying for you if you want to talk yeah. about it, whatever. So just. Okay, so so start on social media. Um, so you guys mentioned free resources. Danielle, what are some of the free resources out there? Um, there's a lot of different, like, pre-generated, like, church, like, social media apps. Um, I say apps as in, like, graphics. Um. So where, where can they find them up? I would just search Google for it. Just say church. Are you looking for, like, specific ones? Yes. Or just, oh, okay. Um, Canva is a really good one. They have a pro option. Uh, it's like twelve ninety nine a month, I think. But but there's a free option that you can free get option. a lot of yeah, stuff out. Yeah, right. it's like Daniel, sixty you, seventy something. You like you like Canva, don't you? Yeah, I nine out of ten times I'll use Canva Canva for work or even like whenever I did social media in school, I did Canva, um, and that's pretty much how. Whenever I did I did something and posted something, I used Canva. You actually did a uh, album cover, yeah, in Canva, didn't you? Yeah, the only album cover we ever did is um, was done originally in Canva, and then obviously transitioned to other places. But yeah, that's where you started with the mock-up and stuff. So um, a lot of the Adobe products have free. So like Lightroom for photo editing, Photoshop is free on your phone. Uh, These Adobe, are mobile apps. Mobile apps, yes. Adobe um, Premiere Rush, which is like Premiere Pro, but for your phone, is free. Um, you just have to make, make an account. Um, Unsplash, it, yeah, Unsplash is a good, is free stock photos. So if you're looking for somebody holding a Bible or praying, you can just search that on Unsplash and download it to your phone. Um, Mojo, M-O-J-O, is a free story maker. Um, they've got like templates and stuff you can, you know, create or whatever. Um, and all of these are Android or iPhone. I don't know about Android. I don't use iPhone, so I don't know. I, mean, I assume so. I'm assuming um, it's probably. I mean, I know Canva is, and yeah. I know the Adobe is. Adobe, Adobe Spark is also a uh, graphic generator. The only thing, though, is is and people may not care about this as much as I do, but as you create in these in these softwares, they begin to look kind of the same, um, which may not be a big deal to people, but. Whenever I make a graphic, I make one in Canva, 
and then the next time I make it in Adobe Spark, and the next time I make it, in, I make it in a different one, just so they don't look the same. Because um, you got you, you'll know you'll find out that if you're making like for us, there's a couple of churches in Mobile that kind of use the same companies and same softwares and stuff. They begin to look the same as other churches, not intentionally. Yeah. So I, I, well, there's I, also Typorama too. Yeah. So there's there's several. So, others. I, so I, what I, else you got, Danielle? A lot of times I know, depending on what your church is in, like denomination-wise or religion-wise, I know for the Church of God in Alabama, we have several different, like, Facebook groups um, that we can reach out to, say, hey, here's here's what I need, Um, and definitely those resources um, will follow whenever you reach out to them, because if not, then you don't know what other churches are doing. Yeah. Um, so there's a ton of Facebook groups out there that are just, Oh yeah. Plethora uh, of them. Uh, doing all kind of good stuff. And most of, most of them are, are fairly nice to, to people that don't know anything. Yep. Although I do suggest that if you do go to a Facebook group, uh, and needing to know something, search their history first. That'll be the first, if you ask a question mm-hmm. and it's been addri- uh, asked in the, in the post, that's the first comment that'll be, have you tried our search feature? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. I really and truly enjoyed that conversation with my, my children, and I am amazed at how much God has blessed them and how much they have just taken uh, what the talents and the abilities that God has given to them and really Uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. Remember, while they were growing up, they didn't want anything to do with... with with um, video and production and their mother and I uh, worked at a TV station and and we worked in production and we did our best to try to get them to um, be a part of that and they had no desire at all and I, I think it's just amazing how God just brought that back full circle into their lives and that's what they do now and that's how they help share the gospel and um, of Jesus Christ to a lost and a dying world. And it's just amazing to me. Uh, I sure hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you've gotten something out of it. We will be putting in the show notes uh, all the, um, uh, the the link to all the things that they talked about, uh, the um, uh, how to do Facebook Live, how to do uh, Canva, and all these other things. Uh, and so check out the show notes if you need uh, a link to those things. Thank you for joining us on the Everything Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope this has been a, uh, a, um, a benefit to you. It's been a privilege to have you listen to us. I just want to let you know that we are praying for you. Uh, be sure and check out us on social media. All of our links are right there in the show notes. Uh, and so if we can be of any help to you, please let us know. Just reach out to us and we'll do our best to give to help you and help you take the gospel to the lost and the dying world. We pray God's blessings over you, and I pray you have a great day.